Well, it's kind of interesting being up here. It seems like only three and a half short years I was, ago I was sitting where you're sitting and really coming to the end of my nine-year career in college and seminary, wondering when, where I was going to go, when I was going to get there, and how it was going to happen. <laughs> and you think, well, five, six years is a long time to be in school. Well, try nine years. There comes to be a certain point in that time frame where you're thinking, I wish I had just done and out doing what God wants me to do. And yet, God has you here for a reason. No matter how short or how long it is, there's something he has you here for, for a specific reason. There's something that he has you here for that he does not want you to miss. And I encourage you to take advantage of everything that God brings along your way, no matter how long it takes you to get to where you think you're supposed to be going. And if you'll join your Bibles with me to Hebrews chapter 11, I really want to take you back to a journey that God started in my life in, through this passage in 2016. The spring of 2016, I didn't have enough money to come back to college, so I ended up interning with Pastor Tom Needham in Cameroon for 12 weeks. And when I came back from that internship, I really didn't have, I checked my bank account, I had like maybe $25. And, and while I was over there, I heard rumblings of this trip that was heading to Australia with GoForth, and I really didn't have any interest in, in going there, and plus I didn't have the finances, and I wasn't connected with, the, with my fellowship, so I really didn't have a vision for going. And I think Ryan Swanson ended up contacting me towards the end of my trip over, my stay there in Cameroon, probably in May, April, May, sometime around there, and he asked me, would you consider going with us? And so God gave me a, a desire to go, and he provided the funds throughout the summer to be able to go on this trip. And it's very interesting going to Australia and to these different churches and hearing how Ryan had called church after church and hearing them say, don't bother coming, God's not working. God's not saving souls. We're here to plant, we're here to water, but don't expect to see anything, so don't waste your time in coming. We were able to go to a couple different churches and just interacting with the believers there is very, very noticeable that there was a lack of faith in believing that God could work and that he would work. And I was asked to give a devotion, and God led me to this passage here in Hebrews chapter 11. And really, God desires us to walk a life of faith. If there's four different passages throughout Scripture, one in Habakkuk, Romans, Galatians, and then here in Hebrews 10, verse 38, where he says, Now the just shall live by faith. You as a believer, God has called you to live a life of faith. And if, as we look down in verse 1 there of Hebrews 11, he says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The very essence of faith is that you can't see what you're depending in or what's going to happen in front of you. And in verse 2 he says, For, the, for by it the elders obtained a good report. And, he, and as you go through Hebrews chapter 11 here, you see person after person who exercised faith. And we, as believers today, we look back at these individuals and we look up to them. We revere them. They have obtained a good report before us. But not only that, but they obtained a good report before God. Because they, by faith, followed what God wanted them to do and obeyed and believed God. And there's one specific individual here that we find in verse 5, Enoch, who really stands out to me in the fact that he walked with God. Here in verse 5, he says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before he, 
his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And if you go back to Genesis chapter 5, verse 22, you read there that and, and, Abraham, and Enoch walked with God 300 years after he begat Methuselah. <laughs> wow. I was like, I can't live up to that. For one, I'm not going to live to be 300 years old. But also, how can you walk consistently with God for 300 years? And I know my own failings, my own weaknesses, and I think I just can't live up to that standard. I, can't just, I just can't meet that. And as you look at the end of verse 5 here, he says, for he had this testimony that he pleased God. I find it so impossible to please God with my life. And, but the, the gr- good news is that Scripture gives us a very clear description of how we can please God. And that's found in verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So the only way you're going to be able to please God with your life is if you walk by faith, that you live a life of faith. And what is faith? Well, it consists of two different dynamics here that I see in verse 6. And the first thing is that he that cometh to God must believe that he is. The atheist believes that there is no God. And so, obviously, he's not going to depend, he's not going to call upon someone who he does not believe exists. So if you're going to walk by faith, you must first believe that God exists. But not only that, you must believe that he is. When Moses asked God, who should I tell the people that you are? And he says, I am that I am. There are so many different attributes and characteristics to God's nature. Do you believe that he is? Do you believe that he is a provider, that he is caring, that he will guide you, direct you? Whatever situation or trouble or difficulty that you're going through, do you believe that he is? What you need in that situation, in that time frame, in your, in your time of need, do you believe that he is? And the second aspect here that I see is that he is a provider, is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The second aspect, you must first believe that God is, but do you believe that God will reward you if you seek him? That when you call upon him, do you believe that God will reward your faith? And there's been, just looking back over the years and seeing how God has led and directed me, it's just been amazing to see how God has got me to this point. There's been different times that I was thinking, man, I wish I was done with school. I'm ready to be done. <laughs> It'd be nice to be out there in the ministry doing what God has called me to do, and yet God led me step by step along the way. And it's very interesting. I graduated in 2020 and worked until January of 2021, and January came around, and God began working my heart, showing me, wait a second, I called you in the Bible translation, and here you're working this job that doesn't really allow for any time to study Hebrew and Greek and translation philosophy. How are you even preparing for what I've called you to do? And God led me through that to put in my two weeks resignation in March with nothing before me except for taking the time out to study Hebrew and Greek and get ready for what God had called me to do. And one week after I put my resignation in, I was in the van. I just left work. I was driving, I think it was to Indianapolis to do a disinfecting job. And Brother Ken Fielder from Worldview Ministries calls me up and says, Brother Anders, what are your plans? <laughs> And I said, well, this is kind of what my idea is, of what God has called me to do, and this is my general sense of where I'm going to go at this point. I really don't know. And he said, well, I want, can, will you come over 
to Uganda and help us start a new translation project. Will you teach Greek for us? I was like, well, I never taught Greek before, but sure, <laughs> I do my best. And I was able to make two trips to Uganda. And just before that first trip, he had me come down to Indianapolis and asked me, would you pray about joining the Mahdi translation? And it was actually through one of my professors in, here in school that jo joined me up with, the, with that translation project for my internship in seminary. And it was step by step, God just was guiding me throughout my college career. And then after I graduated, placed me in the right spots. And as I obeyed him in those different areas, he's led me to where I am today. And there's so many times in life that you, you're walking through life, you, you know the first step in front of you, which is the next year of school or the next semester of school, you know that. And I was always seeing the next step in front of me was just to get through the next semester of school. And then working through the summer, that's how I go through the next semester of school. And then you come to the end of your school, you have a vision for what God wants you to do, but you, there's this precipice in front of you that you don't know where the next step is. And when you come to that precipice, whatever challenge or difficulty it might be, you're faced with a decision, am I going to trust God when he calls me to do something and step out? Believing that whatever he's called me to do, he will provide, he will enable me to do what he's called me to do. And you're going to be facing these different steps of faith throughout your college career and even after you get out. And one of the things I struggled with in college was that I, I basically lived my life to meet the expectations of others. And meeting expectations and having expectations in your life is not a bad thing. But there can be a certain point where you allow the expectations of those around you control what you do and you don't even worry about what God wants you to do. You're just living there trying to meet the expectations of others. Well, people expect me to go into ministry, so that's what I'm going to do. Well, my family expects me to go into business, so that's what I'm going to do. What is the expectations around you? Understand what those are, and then ask yourself, what does God want me to do? The expectations of others can be very controlling and very dominating, but unless you live by faith and do what God wants you to do, you're not going to please God. And it's interesting, as you look through the Old Testament and through the New Testament, you see individuals come to that point where they had to make a decision, am I going to trust God? Or am I going to do what seems natural, convenient, whatever it may be? And you can see by their actions that they made a choice. And some individuals like Abraham, um, Jacob, Samson, Gideon, some of these individuals, you think, wow, they made some pretty poor choices, and you can recognize that. And yet, as you look through Hebrews 11 here, you see, what does God say? These people believe God. It's like, I can live my life thinking about all my failures and all the things where I've gone wrong. And yet, as a believer, God doesn't even see those things because they've been washed by the blood. And he doesn't see you that way. He sees you as a faithful person when you follow and obey him. And it's easy sometimes to see the expectations of others and see the commands in scripture and just live your life to fulfill those commands and yet not live a life of faith. It's possible to do the good works in, your, in the Christian life and not live for God. And yet it's impossible to live a life of faith without producing those good works. 
as you see in James. James clearly lays out that a true faith will result in works, that doing the things God wants you to do, soul winning, seeing people saved, seeing people discipled. And yes, yeah, it's not about the numbers, even as we heard last night about that man from Australia who did what God wanted him to do and didn't see any results until the end of his life. And it's very interesting here in verse 13 of Hebrews, he says, These all died in faith, not receiving the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. And I want to ask you a question today. Are you willing to serve God with your life and not see any results, not see any fruit, but believe that God has called you to do what he's called you to do and willing to serve him faithfully regardless of what the results are. Will you please God with your life? That's a hard question. In the last couple of months, God brought me to a, ask me a difficult question. He said, will you be willing to give up the ministry that I've called you to? It's like, well, how can you do that? You've called me to do Bible translation. I'm, I've been going to all these churches I have the expectation of all these people that I've talked to and described to them how God's called me here. And I don't want to be one of those missionaries that goes to the field for one or two terms and then comes off the field. I don't want to have that. It hurts my pride to think that that could be a possibility. And God asked me, are you willing to give up the ministry that I've called you to? <laughs> well, it's not my ministry. It's God's ministry. And he's just chosen to use me in this way. And who am I to say that say no to God and if he wants me to go somewhere else, serve him somewhere else. And I really don't think that that's necessarily what God has me, is going to call me to do. But that's a question I had to face. And it's a question for you. Are you willing to sacrifice what you believe God has called you to do to obey him and go wherever he calls you to go? Even if it's not what you expected or what you thought it would be or how easy or how difficult you thought it might be, Will you believe God? I admire Abraham in, in a numerous way here because so often throughout my life, I've not known what the next step would be or where I would go. And I can picture myself coming to Abraham as God has called him to leave everything behind, leave his family, leave his country, leave everything he knows, and go into a strange land, travel a dangerous journey. And I can imagine myself coming up to Abraham and saying, Abraham, so I've heard that you, God has called you to go to this place, where is this place that he's called you to go? Abraham says, well, I don't know. Well, Abraham, if you don't know where this place is, how do you know which direction to go? Well, I just believe that when I wake up in the morning and step out and get ready to go, that God's going to direct my steps in this direction, whichever way that might be. Well, Abraham, if you don't know where you're going, how do you know when you're going to even get there? Well, I just believe that once I arrive that God in some way is going to come and tell me that this is where I have you, this is the land I promised to you. And that's exactly what happened. You see later in Genesis, as Lot and Abraham have split up, God brings Abraham to the top of the mountain and says, look all around you, this is, your, this is the land that I've given to you. Abraham believed God. And it's just amazing. Later on in, in Hebrews here, I think it's verse 17, God asked Abraham to give up the very promise that he had made to him. He's everything hinged on Isaac. And here God comes to Abraham and says, 
all right, I've promised you everything. It all hinges upon Isaac. Now would you give that promise back to me? And by faith, Abraham did that. Just an incredible man of faith. And so my challenge to you today is will you believe God? Will you serve him? Um, John chapter 15 describes to us that it's not you who produces the fruit. It's not you who saves souls. Rather, it's the Holy Spirit working through, in and through your life that produces the fruit. You are simply the branch. You don't produce fruit. You're only the conduit through which God can work and move and through whom he has chosen to work and move. And will you be a surrendered vessel, dependent upon him, walking by faith, to serve and please him. And if you will do that, you will please God. You will be like Enoch. You will be a person, an individual, who walks with God and who can be said and added to this chapter in Hebrews 11, this person pleased God. This person walked with God. By faith, this person did this and that. This is God's desire for each one of us. Will you walk with God?